Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Rosie Kuhn, and she's the author of the popular book, Self-Empowerment 101, and founder of the Paradigm Shifts Coaching Group. And she's the preeminent thought leader in the field of transformational coaching, something that we're going to get into a little bit so that we can understand it better, coach training and leadership development. Now, Rosie specializes in identifying and transforming belief systems that hold us back in business and in life. She empowers individuals, and who doesn't need empowerment in this day and age? She empowers executives and organizations to fearlessly embrace transformation and realize previously untapped potential. Working with Rosie requires integrity accountability, and commitment to actualize the desired outcome. Her fierce, compassionate nature and grace under under fire inspires confidence and cultivates growth in every one of her clients. Did I capture that well? You got it. You got it. You know, when people always interest in, introduce me, I always say that was a nice obituary. And this is not an obituary. I believe in me. Rosie is a living, breathing fireball. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask you a dumb question. I know the answer. You know the answer. But not everybody else there does. What the heck is empowerment? Well, If you happen to look at, not you or whoever, but if you look at the book, uh, Self-Empowerment 101, I I start with a chapter called Power. And basically, we we have power. We are energy, and we have power to choose. And we can use that power to choose to look disempowered, or we can choose to look empowered or feel empowered. So quite often, many of us in our consensus view of reality have chosen to look disempowered. So every time we make a choice, we are empowering ourselves to choose. So what we don't realize is that we have that capacity to empower ourselves to choose um, versus, oh, I'm disempowered. I can't do anything. I don't have the money. I don't have the boyfriend. I don't have the wherewithal those are choices that we make to see the world so, so in that perspective empowerment is a situation you choose to be in well empowerment is the use of the power that you have to make choices that are either grow you and grow you into your fullest potential or um, have you appear and feel disempowered so empowerment okay. is i am constantly always empowered Always. Okay. This may be not this everybody is- realizes that. And well, not everybody be- uses that power in their That's situation. Right. This might be one of those secrets of having a fantastic life that you're 
You know, one of my golden pearls is empowerment. And Mm -hmm. it's very important that people realize that golden, the one, the, the golden pearls are written in my book ha, are inside every one of us. That's right. And empowerment is one of those golden pearls. That's right. But the trick is people grasping it and learning how to use it. That's right. Because we, we don't, we choose our, our consensus view of reality in a sense has domesticated us or trained us to not know that we are powerful beyond measure as Marianne Williamson says we're we're powerful to the nth degree and we don't own that and so with uh, when clients come work with me it's one of the things we do is we say what do you want what's in the way what needs to shift and what is it you need to practice in a sense what do you need to shift or change and mostly it's in the way that you see yourself or see the world and in that moment we're empowering ourselves to see and know and to choose differently. So we always have that capacity to empower. We just choose to empower ourselves to think or feel bad or think or feel good. That's we are constantly empowered to make that choice. So is there, can empowerment be used in a good way and a bad way? Well, it's just a matter of what you want. So when I um, when I train people to be coaches, I train them in that there's four basic questions. So here I'm training anybody who's listening to this. These are the four basic questions of coaching. Okay, First let's go through those slowly because I want people to hear these. Okay. These are important people. Listen these to these important. questions. So question number one is, what do you want? So a client comes in and they go, wah, 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 you know, wah, and my boyfriend or my child or my girlfriend or my partner or my house is whatever they're going to complain about. And I say, what do you want? And they go, what do you mean? What do I want? And I got troubles. I got problems. It's like, yeah, I get that. What do you want? And they have to get out of the problem solving paradigm to say, here's what I want. And quite often I will wave my magic wand um, fairy godmother. I need one of those. I know. Amazon. There you go. <laughs> Amazon has the tools for fairy godmothers and fairy godfathers. Cool. So if I wave my magic wand, what is it you want? People shift from this problem solving perspective to I want, you know, a partner that is kind and caring and respectful. I want more money. I want a job or a career that really enlivens me. They shift into this place of choice of saying, here's what I want. And night, so many of us don't allow ourselves to, to say what we really want. So question number one is, what do you want? And being able to say that to the point where you're empowering yourself to own, here's what I want. So every, every one of these things is, in a sense, an element of empowerment, empowering yourself to say, here's what I want. Uh, one of my clients said, I only let myself want what I know I can have. So yes. On a yes, limit. yes. Question number two, what's in the way of you having what you want? What's the obstacle? What's, what's in the way? And people will say, oh, my, my mother, um, you know, the, the environment, COVID, you know, poverty, Whatever it is, they make a list of what's in the way. No big deal. Just here's what's in the way. Okay, great. What needs to shift? Question number three, what needs to shift so that those obstacles go away? And people will say, oh, I need to change my attitude, or I need to be more courageous, 
or I have to be willing to let go of my fears around being independent or whatever that is. So that's where we begin to, to look at the empowering. I need to empower myself to make these shifts. Cool. And then, so that's number three. Number four is what will you practice to make those shifts? So it's, it's nothing they have said. They've empowered themselves to say, here's what I want. They've empowered themselves to articulate. Here's what's in the way. They've empowered themselves to say, here's what needs to shift. And then number four is here's what I will practice. I empower myself to practice what I need to practice to eliminate those things that are in the way so that I can effortlessly have what I want. And, and I've always found that no matter what, no matter what's happening in the world, no matter what's happening, everything that happens is really up to what you do and the way you do it. It's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. Ultimately, it's up That's to right. you to make it happen. That's right. That's right. Okay. That's now, right. I'm going to ask you, you know, because there's so much fear out there right now, and it, it's not a pretty world out there. Do we have the right to be afraid? And what should we be afraid of? Well, of course, we have the right to be afraid. But do we have the right to be fearless? Do we have the courage to be fearless? Well, we have the right to be whatever we choose to be. We have the right to be sad and angry and pissed off and victimized and scared. And we have the right to be courageous, fearless, strong, um, live in the convictions of, of, of a world that doesn't suck. That's just a perspective. We look out and go, oh, the world sucks. If I showed you, turn my camera. I mean, you can see I live in um, the country. I live in paradise as far as I'm concerned. And uh, if I didn't turn on the radio, I would see the world a very beautiful place. I'm not afraid. But I can be, um, we are trained to be afraid. We are trained to think in terms of fear. And our biggest, uh, I've heard this from many teachers, that fear you know, the source of fear is fear. And the desire of fear is, is for you to be more afraid. So yeah, the more I, afraid I agree, you are. I, I've always said that fear means false expectations appearing real. That's right. And 95% of what we're afraid of never happens. That's so right. really, if you adopt a fear mentality, you're living in a false world because really, 95% of what we are afraid of never happens. That's right. So, That's right. so my, my way of accounting fear is to take baby steps. I take action. And action is the antidote for fear. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean I'm still not afraid. That doesn't mean I'm still not shaking in my boots. That still doesn't mean I, I have issues. But guess what? By taking action, I'm able to mitigate fear. That's and right. just baby steps because I might take the wrong step. So guess if I take a baby step, I can change the direction to another step or another direction. That's right. That's right. We're taking incremental. I think about, this is my little caterpillar. We're just taking incremental steps. You know, if we go, er, well, we can correct, you know, er, we can correct. And uh, we haven't made any mistakes and failures, you know, major, major failures. Oh, I made a mistake. I can correct that. That's correctable. And um, the, the, it's, you know, before we can, I mean, we can take, we can take action, but 
what I find is it's easier to take action once you have really, in a sense, um, decided exactly what you said. Fear is just the, what's that called? False expectations appearing real. That's right. So we go, okay, I'm not going to buy into that. I'm not buying into that. I'm buying into that, that life is beautiful and, and I don't have to be afraid. And the thing about fear is it, it, it takes away self-trust and self-respect. So it's like, I'll quite often say to people, so how many, tell me about the failures in your life. And they'll say, well, I really haven't failed very much, you know, maybe once. So, and they'll say what they failed at. And I go, well, is that really a failure or was that something that happened because of these choices? So quite often when I distinguish and support people to look at that, they go, I really haven't failed at all. Like I have more evidence for, for success and fulfillment than I do for failure. It's like, okay, great. There's your evidence. Now, are you going to be living in your evidence that there's nothing to fear? I mean, if you don't want to walk down a dark street in Detroit, you don't want to do that. That's, that's the right kind of fear to listen to. But like you're saying, 90% of the fear are things that we just uh, stir up in our heads, but aren't, we don't have to go there in terms of, oh, that's real. So the evidence is you have nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. I, and so you know, the willingness to do that then is to go, okay, I, I'm thinking, I'm feeling like there's, I should be afraid, but really I can make this phone call or I can uh, cha- uh, start looking at new, like incrementally look at new careers, or I can look at new homes or new places. I can start to do that because the evidence is, is I'm safe. Other people do those things. I can do them too. Sure. And you know, every time I failed, it's actually been a good thing because it's given me the seeds for something better. Now, yeah. I don't want to fail. I never want to fail. I am, I'm built so I don't fail. But guess what? I fail. And when I've done so, it's taught me something, valuable lessons that I can learn along the way. That's right. That's right. And we, we, um, we you know, again, that context of fear, you know, and the fear of failure, it's like, yeah, people really don't fail and they only fail when they don't try or when they've tried, but they haven't really come full to the fullness of that effort. And, or that in that, that they needed something to learn, they needed to learn humility or they needed to learn something that they weren't willing to learn before that, that, you know, the evidence of failure. You know, I, I like to think of it as when Thomas Alva Edison was building the light bulb and every attempt he made, he said it wasn't a failure when they didn't do it. All he said, that's another thing that didn't work. That's, that's right. another thing that didn't work. Now I know something else I could try. That's so right. he tried thousands of times. And at the end, he had the light bulb. That's but right. that's the attitude you really have to think of in life. You know, none of us know what's going to work. None of us know what's going to what it takes. So you try something. Yes, it may win and may not. You know, when I was applying for dermatology school, I applied to 100 schools, got rejected by every one of them. Then I had tried for, my wife helped me. We had piles in the living room of all these applications we'll send again. My mother-in-law walked in, God bless her soul. And she said, when are you going to give up on this task? You're never going to do it. Well, I did it, but you know, that was just a lesson to me that you got to try harder. 
that if you don't have a try harder, you will get there. And Jack Canfield of Chicken Soup for the Soul says, if you want to achieve a goal, all you have to do is three things every day to do toward that goal. And every day do three things. And eventually you'll get that goal. Now, you may not get it now. You may not get it tomorrow. You may not get it in the week. But each little step is going to take you closer to that goal. So do three things towards your goals every day. And the other thing is to, to look at what isn't working. What am I doing that doesn't work? So thinking scary thoughts, worrying, feeling guilty, um, for example, those are things that don't work in terms of bringing one to the fulfillment of their human spirit. Um, the statistics say 80% of our thoughts are negative in nature. So thinking negative thoughts is not going to get you to your full potentiality. So instead of doing, keep doing what doesn't work, stop doing what doesn't work. Uh, Yoda says, train yourself to let go of what you're afraid to lose. So quite often, we're, you, we're doing the same thing because we're afraid to try something new. But if we don't let go of what we're afraid to lose, and if we don't stop doing what doesn't work, we're never going to actually do something that could be the thing that's, in a sense, outside of our comfort zone, but still is something that will bring us some fulfillment. And even going out of our comfort zone, like, ooh, that's scary, but I'm going to do it anyway that grows our capacity to trust ourselves and respect ourselves. Look, look what I just did. And in that um, we're growing our capacity to elevate our sense of self-worth, our self sense of self-confidence and self-trust and self-respect. That's those things are so important to having a fantastic life. Uh, I went on a, a, I just got back a couple weeks ago from a horse trip. So I'm, almost 70 years old. And I took this horse trip in the Cascade mountains in Washington and uh, these pretty steep trails and all these things that were kind of scary, wasn't dangerous, but it was scary. Uh, and one of the women on the trail said, so Dr. Rosie, what do you, you know, what do you say are the two most important things for people to have a great life? And I said, self-respect and self-trust. You can't trust yourself. You're not going to respect yourself. And if you don't respect yourself, you know, life isn't quite so much fun or fantastic. You know, that's really profound. And, and you say a lot of profound things in your, your podcast and your Thank writing. You. So Thank I'm going to ask you for one more thing just before we go. Okay. The saying by Socrates is, an unexamined life is not worth living. Can you talk a little bit about that and tell us what that means? Well, most of us... Um, uh, um, the fellow who wrote the four agreements, I always get his name wrong, but um, he says we've been really domesticated uh, and, and, the, and we've been domesticated to do certain things the certain way and to stay within the, the confines of what our consensus reality says. And if we don't think outside, think for ourselves, then we don't get a sense of who we truly are as this what I think of as a spiritual being inside this human experience. And as the more that I'm on the planet, the longer I'm on the planet, the more I'm able to, to get to know who I am. And the more that I get to know my, who I am, that I have far greater 
uh, ability to choose to be emp- empower myself to make choices that perhaps my mother would never make, and perhaps some of my uh, siblings would never make, but they're that are mine. I can do that. You know, I took this horse trip that was, you know, scary but not dangerous, um, and it was scary. And it, I came out feeling very confident with myself, very proud of myself that I had accomplished that. Um, so if we're not willing to examine who we are and, and examines a big word, even just to go, so what do I think about that? Or how do I feel about that? Or what do I really want that? I'll tell you, most of my clients are struggle with answering that question authentically from their core true self. And when they can, now we have a real trajectory rather than, uh, based on security, stability, and safety. You know, I want, a relationship I can depend on so I can feel secure and safe, or I want the money so I can feel secure and safe, or I want the children, so whatever those are, instead of that, it's like, this is what I really want. And in that ability to explore who we are and what we really want, uh, we have the capacity then to fulfill that. Otherwise, we don't. We're just living within this fear-based um, cone of, Silence, in a sense, we silence our own truth and our inner silence, our own inner knowing and wisdom. What I call the inner guru, we silence that for the sake of trying to fit in and stay safe in terms of the external world. That is really good, and I'm really happy to hear that. You know, you've said so many profound things. You said, and in your writings and your stuff, you say many more profound things. Thank you. But more importantly, I think it's so much different just to talk to you and get to know you and so on. So I'm going to tell everybody, if you really want to take advantage, the full advantage of Rosie Kuhn's material, you really need to get in touch with her and get into her family because she treats everybody as family. Thank so you. Rosie, how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to? Um, the the first way would be to go to my website, which is theparadigmshifts.com. Uh, you can Google me, Rosie Kuhn or Dr. Rosie Kuhn. Uh, I have a PhD in transpersonal psychology. So um, you can Google Dr. Rosie Kuhn or Rosie Kuhn. Um, that's the easiest thing. Uh, my, my email is rosie at theparadigmshifts.com. And it's um, my website has a lot of information, much like what you're saying um, videos, blogs, um, books, uh, and Amazon also carries all my books. I have 13 books that I've written so far and, uh, it's lots of fun. May I ask you a question? Why only 13? <laughs> <laughs> the 14th, oh, 15th, I... 16th are in process. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, I, it, it's true. Uh, you know, I've written 17 books and three bestsellers during the pandemic. But, you know, I've got another 30 books in the works right now. So it's 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 funny how us creators always have to be creating. It just comes Uh, after my first book. It was like, oh, I'll never write it. You know, where's I've already spent all my creativity. And it's like if you're open, you know, this is another thing that you're talking about in terms of having a fantastic life. Mm -hmm. Be open to being creative and the creative. It just comes to you. You don't have to go looking for it. 
and uh, and uh, it's such 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 a delightful experience where I'm going oh no more it's there's no more creativity left and then this idea comes up and it's like wow look amazing at that. how that muse comes out again that's and again right. and again that's right and one more thing I wanted to mention is um, on YouTube I have a YouTube channel uh, Dr Rosie at uh, the Paradigm Shifts again. And I, I've just come out with a boot camp uh, that will be uh, coming live uh, August, I think it's August 4th or August 6th. It's a boot camp. It's called Inward Bound Boot Camp for Self-Transformation. So it'll be uh, 20 videos over four weeks. And it's talking about the metamorphosis and the transformational process that we go through, giving the sc- skills and tools and some practices to empower people to like go okay i I really want to know what this transformational process is like so that's coming up in october 2000 rosie i wish you well with that and i also want you to have a fantastic day thank you you've been listening to how to live a fantastic life did you know that you can get a free copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life? Yep. Just visit 13gpnow.ca and we'll send it right to you. That's the number 13gpnow.ca. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. We'll see you next week. Have a fantastic day. Fantastic day.